the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. I apologize if you were watching the live stream on Twitter. I'm only going to do an hour of the show on Twitter, not two hours. Too long to be on Twitter for two hours. Besides, I wanted to get something to eat. I didn't want you to see me eating on Twitter. I can only imagine the memes that would make. Uh, We talked a lot in hour number one about the failure of state issue one and uh, ended the hour by uh, giving you the latest details on the number now. Is it 20 million? for Hunter and Joe Biden through uh, now three uh, foreign enemies of the United States, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Well, I guess they're not enemies, but they're uh, foreign adversaries, I would say. I wouldn't trust them. I will trust the opinions of our next guest. His name is Jim Paff. He has quite the resume, and a friend of mine put me in touch with him because Jim is a political strategist. His uh, firm, which he is the president and CEO of Innovative Research and Data Solutions, uh, specializes in getting done things that the Ohio GOP did not get done yesterday, which is the passage of issue one. And so I wanted to bring Jim on the show to get his perspective, maybe long view of something like this. And as we work toward November and an abortion amendment on the ballot, hopefully a way to figure out how uh, we can defeat that. So, Jim, thanks for your time today. And I wonder if you have uh, thoughts on how Ohio, which is become more and more of a red state and where we have super majorities and every major statewide office holder is a Republican. Uh, how could it lose this kind of a ballot initiative by such a wide margin? Do you have an explanation? It, it's, it's hard to say this after your run up, but in part it's because of the Republican party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of starts with your house speaker, uh, Jason Stevens in March he tweeted out saying, let me be abundantly clear. I am and have always been pro-life. I will stand for life at every turn. However, I'm not changing the rules willy-nilly at a whim when it comes to changing our Constitution. Now, listen, I don't think have, uh, doing a constitutional amendment change like this is how to win one of these things. But to say you're not going to put that in the toolbox and then fight as you did for months, uh, the, the, those in the legislature who wanted to do something, that puts it behind the eight ball. But the second problem is this. Every campaign that wins, all things being equal, must put up a massive grassroots campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, there, they, they, they talk, there's been talk of outside money coming in to support the anti-issue one and pro-abortion Forces. Well, there's money that, that came in on the other side. There's no correlation between how much you spend and winning. What there is a correlation to is how well you do the grassroots. Well, that played out perfectly well in Ohio because the AFL-CIO and uh, every other left-wing organization in the state, they did go out and do the work that the, those supporting issue one did not. Jim Paff is our guest. He's a political strategist. He's the president and CEO of Innovative Research and Data Solutions. Okay, so when you look at the 57 to 43 margin, 
Uh, as much as it yeah. bothers me, there were Republicans, or at least theoretically conservatives, who had an issue with voting for issue one. For instance, uh, some guests I have on the show from time to time, American Policy Roundtable. They objected to it on constitutional grounds, that every person's vote should matter and all this kind of stuff. So is there a way to assess how much of the 57% will not be automatically on board with the assumption that, oh, it's 57%, so the abortion amendment is definitely going to pass in November? First of all, I don't know how you principally oppose a change to an amendment when you're following a constitutional process to do so. I don't either. I'm with you. I I, I find that a hard argument. Secondly, though, there there is going to be drop-off. It's not going to be 57%. But I will say this. the, the, The concern I have is not what this vote outcome was. The concern I have is that, and I've ta- I was talking to people in Ohio back in September discussing uh, what they needed to be aware of, and I don't think that message got out there because if you, they don't change what they've done up to this point to a massive grassroots campaign where you're hiring people to actually organize the churches, to do voter registration, to get out the vote, and to uh, figure out who your voters are by phone and other means. If you don't do that, then then you'll still lose, and, and abortion will be the law of the land in, in Ohio. And I guess the, what the measure they're wanting to do would take it almost all the way to nine months. And that's, that's crazy that yeah. a Republican state like Ohio would do that. Yeah, it is crazy. So let's flesh that out for me. Uh, I love your plan. Organize the churches, organize the voters, you know, get them registered. The the typical thought, Jim, is that, oh, you got college kids coming back to school. Uh, everybody in college is going to be pro-abortion. And so uh, there's no way you can win this. Uh, do you think it is possible to have lost issue one by this margin and win and defeat abortion as a constitutional right in Ohio in November? I believe if the right steps were taken that you could flip this vote around and get it to at least 53 percent against a a pro-abortion measure in November. That's very doable. See, the problem here was confusion that was allowed to propagate about what this whole process is. The Speaker of the House made everyone feel weird about it. Um, and, and, And by the way, it was a Mike DeWine person that was running this campaign, as far as I understand. Yeah. You know, Mike DeWine not only blew off everybody in East Palestine, and he's going to argue that that's not the case, but I know Nick Sorter, who is a uh, citizen journalist who was out there, he was trying to ask him why you're telling people to come back, but you're telling them to drink bottled water. Like, this is the, the insane disconnect that happens in GOP politics that grassroots organizers, grassroots efforts can overcome to win things. That, that's how the Tea Party movement happened in 2010, by the way. The GOP weren't smart. It was an organic movement of people who were really upset and concerned. And I think people who are, are of any religious faith or who care about the protection of life need to do that same uprising in an organized fashion in Ohio for November. Jim Paff is our guest, and he is the president and CEO of Innovative Research and Data Solutions. Uh, he was consulted, or at least was brought in for conversations, about uh, the effort to get Issue 1 passed. Uh, your firm was not hired, and yet I don't sense that your uh, 
counsel on this matter is that of, you know, somebody who sought a position and didn't get the position. Uh, you're uh, somebody whose perspective I value because you've worked for Focus on the Family. Uh, you've, uh, as I said earlier, before you came on, you were uh, chief of staff for two different congressmen, including one I really admire, Thomas Massey. Uh, so how would you craft this message to get across to the state of Ohio that ensconcing abortion in the Ohio Constitution is not something people should support? How would you go about crafting that message, whether in a TV commercial or whether in a conversation, and you know, the elevator pitch or anything like that? Well, what talking points would you build around? Well, the one thing that Americans do not support is the radical imposition of abortion up to nine months. The proponents of this measure want to make that available, one. Two, the second thing is this. You need to have a message that lets people understand that this is not only about babies. It's about the protection of women. And, and, and you can make that argument, and people can accept that, because they understand that when you put women in crisis situations where they're going to cause their lives to be harmed, as we know happens with abortion, then you, uh, you, you're, you're creating a public policy ensconced in the Constitution where it ain't going away quickly uh, that, that you're not going to be able to back out of. So I think putting fear and concern about making this a permanent thing in the Constitution is the fundamental message. But I will repeat what I said earlier and say this. Messaging is important. You've got to have a decent message. By the way, Kansas failed. Or yeah, it, it failed in Kansas because the message stunk. It wasn't focused, but they had plenty of money. They they spent dollar for dollar the pro-life people against the pro-abortion people in that state and still lost badly. we got about a minute left, and I, I definitely want to get your perspective on this. So much of this is about crafting messaging, and we've talked about the failure of the GOP to enthusiastically support something that it theoretically supported, but you know that messaging is largely in control of the media, other than paid TV time, but there's a big power behind the, the, the portrayal of this in the media. How do you overcome that? Because you know where the media stands on this issue. Well, the media is not going to easily move constituencies that care, like folks in Christian churches and Jewish synagogues that care about this, and Catholic and Protestant churches. So you got to go get those people registered to vote and let them know what's happening, and you bypass a lot of them. That's what grassroots politics does. And then your messaging you have, just don't be dumb. Be smart about it. Don't play into the game. Don't react. Just give a message of hope for women and for babies and for families in the future. Jim Paff, our guest. And Jim, you can find on Twitter at Jim Paff. It's P-F-A-F-F. Jim P-F-A-F-F. He is the president and CEO of Innovative Research and Data Solutions, and he has lent his perspective to the uh, aftermath of Issue 1. Jim, great pleasure to have you on. I hope uh, you'll come on with us again. Appreciate your perspective. Glad to do it. My thanks to Jim Pfaff. Paff, that's a hard name to say, P-F-A-F-F, of Innovative Research and Data Solutions. Uh, smart guy, man. His perspective, amazing. Uh, we got an uphill fight in Ohio with an abortion initiative 
an amendment headed for the Ohio election this November. It would seem like there's no way that we can keep that constitutional right to abortion. I mean, yeah, sorry, it's noon. You probably threw up your lunch thinking about putting the right to abortion in the Ohio Constitution. How do we defeat it? Well, Jim Paff gave a really good attack plan, and I hope that the people with Ohio Right to Life and Greater Columbus Right to Life and the Ohio Republican Party and other entities, look, I'm going to tell you the truth always. It might hurt feelings. They all failed miserably on this. They did. They all failed miserably on this. I refuse to believe that in an August election, you would lose by 14 points if you were able to marshal to the polls every authentic Bible-believing Ohio resident. I refuse to believe that. I mean, I know it looks like uh, we're going to have to change the name of our state to either Sodom or Gomorrah or some combination of the two, as we may be also voting in November on legalizing marijuana. So, hey, you won't have to be jealous anymore. All those scenes you see uh, from California of people shooting and, and, and the state of Washington, city of Seattle. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday uh, who works in Seattle. He's got a really good job. He has, I don't mean a really good job. He has, and I would identify him without naming him if I told you the job that he has. But he has like a unicorn job, okay? He has one of those jobs where there's only like about... 30 or 40 of them in the United States in his field. I mean, it's a phenomenal job. It is literally the job he dreamed of as a kid. He's married. He has a child. He lives in Seattle, Washington. And he said, every day is a struggle. As you have to worry about, is my wife going to get hit by some crazed drug addict shooting up on the street in full view of the police? You won't have to watch that on documentaries or news footage because if Ohio legalizes marijuana, well, the steps will be in place for us to progress to that point in time because life in Seattle, life in L.A., life in San Francisco, homeless people defecating on the street, shooting up drugs on the street, it all started with legalization of marijuana. Yes, Alan Rogers. What's it look like in Denver? Well, it's not pleasant because I have family who live out there and they're like me. I've said to them before, like some, but one of them asked me one time because, you know, he's a sports fan and I used to be a sports fan. Now it's kind of trivial and I don't really care about it that much, but he's a big Colorado Avalanche fan. And when they play the Blue Jackets, I hear from him periodically and I'm like, I don't go to Blue Jackets games anymore. Not because I dislike the Blue Jackets or the people who work there. I like the people who work there. I feel sorry for the people who work there because they have to go downtown and I have zero interest. Zip in going to downtown Columbus. I went to downtown Columbus last Friday night with a dear, dear friend. We went to a Clippers baseball game. And as eager as I was to spend those hours with him and his wife, my head was on a swivel the whole time we were going down there. Where are we going to park? How are, is, is the walk that we have from this parking lot in this location safe for us after the game. I was actually, I hate traffic. I was actually gratified that, although I was half also scared, that particular night was the night they were having some like 
Pelotonia thing in downtown Columbus, and there was a crew game, which normal it made the traffic a nightmare by Columbus standards. But at least there were a lot of people around. And then I thought, well, more people means you raise the the knucklehead quotient, you range you raise the random gunfire drive by shooting quotient, which never used to enter my mind when I was going to the Palace Theater or the Ohio Theater or Nationwide Arena or Huntington Park. Never used to enter my mind. Not safe in downtown Columbus? What are you kidding me? As bad as it is now, and I've lost track, Mayor Ginther. How many unsolved freeway shootings have we had in Columbus over the last couple months? What, three? At least three? I'm not counting the like shootout with the guys who stole the Porsche and drove it across town and robbed a bank and then drove it back across town. It's it's not safe in this city, and we haven't, I think, like, is it causal or coincidental that, oh, look, how many years ago did we have a constitutional amendment to legalize gambling in the state of Ohio? And all of a sudden, we have problems all throughout the state we didn't have before. On steroids, if we legalize marijuana. On steroids, if we ensconce abortion into the Ohio Constitution. So how do we defeat it? Kaylee McEnany, Fox commentator, today on with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. Talking about political messaging, how important it is and where it needs to go. There is a way to win on this issue, I think, um, but they need to get on offense. Expose the extremism of Democrats. I'd love to see a presidential candidate look at Joe Biden and say, President Biden, when does a baby feel pain? I don't think he could answer that question. Why isn't every Democrat in America asked that question? If you want abortion until birth, you should be asked that question. Mm. Yeah, they should be asked that question. And I know maybe some of you, even the beginning of the show, recoiled when I said, oh, the Democrats celebrated last night. They drank a toast with the blood of innocent unborn children. You have to put it in stark terms what they are doing and the positions that they are advocating for. Every time they talk about, oh, it's a women's health issue. Really? Is it a health issue at all for that baby in the womb, whether they're a boy or a girl? Oh, wait, I know we're not allowed to say whether they're a boy or a girl because that just decides, that's just determined by what guess the OBGYN makes when they deliver the child. It's just a guess, according to the people on the left. It's not a boy or a girl, according to their genitalia. No, it's just a guess. They might identify you wrong. The lunacy that is positioned as Authentic truth. The way to defeat it is to call it out for what it is. And to put onto the people who advocate for those positions. Ron DeSantis, who's supposed to be good at this, failed the other day when NBC tried to fact check him in the moment. Every sentence in a response should be, So you're saying it is okay to kill a child who's viable outside the womb. You are saying that is your position. That that's good for the mom to kill her child and bear that guilt. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.